welcome to another edition of LGBT in the Ring, your rainbow bastion for all things pro wrestling. I am your host, Brian Bell, here with you once again on the Odd Sports Podcast Network, and we have a treat and a half and a half and a half, a whole bunch of halves to make a bunch of holes here this week because we are coming off of WrestleMania week, uh, a full five days of wall-to-wall pro wrestling from uh, numerous independent companies as well as uh, WWE's signature event, WrestleMania, um, that took place from last Wednesday through last Sunday. And uh, with that much wrestling content, um, it o- it's only fitting that we give you somewhat of an equal amount of content this week to cover much of what happened. Um, so this is uh, part one of four uh, different shows that we are dropping today, um, and the week, WrestleMania week coverage is not going to end here. I'm just going to give everybody the lay of the land before we jump into things here today. Um, so this week we have four shows for you, starting off with this one where I welcome uh, Without a Cause Wrestling's Max Zaleski uh, onto the show to talk about everything independent pro wrestling um, for the week. Everything from No Peace Underground to ICW No Holds Barred to GCW's uh, Our Spring Break. Uh, you know, everything in between there um, that we're not covering, uh, like outside of shows that we're covering on uh, specific episodes for uh, the event. Um, so, yeah, it's a, a really fun conversation, a lot of talk about Deathmatch, which is something that I thoroughly enjoy but don't get the chance to talk about a ton. Um, and, of course, that's going to be followed up with an episode focusing exclusively on Effie's Big Gay Brunch, um, where Poyle Del Mar, who was there on the ground in Tampa uh, as the MC for that show, joins me to chat all things Big Gay Brunch, uh, including the stellar main event uh, between Billy Dixon and AJ Gray there. And then, of course, WrestleMania proper, we have both nights covered. First, uh, with Darnell Mitchell, uh, former producer for Uncanny Attractions and also host of the Pro Wrestling Mothership podcast and the Queer Nerd podcast. And night two, we bring on Patches Chance from Daily DDT and Real Sport, uh, and I guess recently of Heavy.com as well, um, to chat about the second night of WrestleMania. And of course, that's just for this week. Next week, we have a couple more outings before we close the book on WrestleMania week uh, properly. So next week, we're going to be talking about For the Culture, uh, GCW's show there put together by AJ Gray, as well as Alley Cat's Real Hot Girl Shit. We're going to talk about both of those shows next week, as well as getting back into the regular interviews that we do. We are so happy to have Leo London coming on the show next week as well. So definitely look forward to that. So all in all, you know, between WrestleMania week this week and the WrestleMania week shows that we're doing next week, along with the interview with, with Leo, uh, we've been pumping it out. <laughs> um, so I hope that you will enjoy every show we have to offer, uh, starting with this one here with Max today. And yeah, just strap in because we got so much that's about to hit you. Uh, when it comes to stellar, stellar pro wrestling. And real quick, uh, before we get into today's episode, I just want to uh, make a little technical note here. Um, you know, when recording this show with Max, like everything sounded fine, but when I had brought the audio into my editing software, it for some reason, Max's track got a little... There was something going on with it, so I fixed it as best I could. Apologies, Max. I feel very, very bad about that, but you can still understand him, uh, and it's just a, the audio is just a little bit lower and everything. I just wanted to throw that out there beforehand, just so nobody's shocked or anything. But regardless, uh, amazing conversation, and I thoroughly enjoyed having Max on the show. So without any further ado, we're kicking off WrestleMania Week coverage here on LGBT in the Ring with Max Zaleski from Without a Cause. What's up, guys, gals, and non-binary pals? Welcome back to LGBT in the Ring. WrestleMania week rolls on, and today I am going to have the chance to chat about everything else 
that happened this week and dear god was it a huge amount of uh, amazing pro wrestling that we saw and uh an awesome guest to do that with me someone who like myself just kind of plopped themselves in front of multiple screens for the past five days uh to chat to watch all of the great pro wrestling content uh, iwtv gcw or otherwise um from without a cause the owner and co-founder of Without a Cause Wrestling in Everett, Washington. You can also catch him on Twitch um, almost daily, twitch.tv slash MaxWrestlingWA. Max Zaleski, welcome to LGBT in the Ring. Hey, thank you so much, Brian, uh, for inviting me on uh, to talk about wrestling and, and representation and all that good stuff. Uh, happy to be here. I'm I'm stoked to have you on. Like I've really enjoyed watching Without a Cause over the past couple of years. You know, obviously the pandemic is kind of like, slowed down stuff but you know that's fine you still have stuff coming out i really enjoyed um the shows that y'all were putting out on twitch um a little bit there and also like shout out Keita murray stallions champion love that all that good stuff can't wait for y'all to come back you know especially since i'm in the the northwest too like i've been meaning to get up to see a show so that's a selfish thing for me too the pandemic obviously slowed down a lot of people um up here for the first half of the pandemic the you know washington state was a was a hotbed mm-hmm. for, for the virus since seattle is so so jam-packed full of people you know same thing with new york and parts of florida and everything and uh you know it, it sucks that we're being held it doesn't suck it's understandable that they wanted that 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 it's they want to do it safely and everything and now we have like a phased opening kind of de- uh, kind of deal but for a long time and for right reason they were like eh, just stay home don't do anything i'm like I, I i understand but when wrestling was taken away from us i lost my creative output and like that's where I put all of my effort. Uh, like most of the time, for you know any any I don't draw, I don't you know sing well. At least uh, you know I don't do any other kind of art stuff. So wrestling is my is my thing. And after being so involved with it over the last five years, for it to just go away in a puff of smoke, uh, it was you know it, I, I think it hit me a little harder than than it hit some, some other people, especially being an owner of a company that was putting on shows that had a momentum that is you know we're gonna read we're gonna re-catch it or recapture that momentum but you know it's gonna take a couple shows but uh yeah it's uh just one of those things right yeah it definitely is i mean i know you know being in portland like everything here also shut down like you know you know doa is not running blue collar is not running obviously yeah. so like you just you you lose something and and i think a lot of people in this area are just chomping at the bit for the chance whenever things are safe to get back into that live environment especially after watching so much of that live environment this week down in tampa yeah. my god i mean like obviously like hopefully everybody was doing everything safe and staying safe i know there were protocols from the companies down there and, and we had you know different things going on down there but crossing fingers that that everybody comes out of this week uh safe and and healthy and all that good stuff but that's all to say that there was a lot of pro wrestling this week so much yes and, <laughs> and like you know we've, we've covered some specific shows from the week um on here uh in our little wrestlemania week series but i wanted to talk to you because like like i said in the intro like we both watched a a lot of the shows there and i just wanted to have a chat with you about what stood out um and what stuck with you coming out of the week so i guess my my first question to you and maybe we can start off with some of the more lgbtq centric stuff like for you like obviously we had like the big game brunch and real hot girl shit some shows that were in in for the culture like shows that were focused on underrepresented communities um underrepresented communities rather um so for you outside of outside of those events or you know let's start here on those events like the like those events as well as at wrestlemania what were moments that stood out to you personally so from being from the west coast uh and and knowing uh dark chic uh mm. through 
uh, you know, I've known I've known Dark Sheik probably for about three or four years now uh, through Hood Slam and and everything. Uh, seeing how good uh, she has become recently, uh, and it's not even recent; she's always been good. But seeing uh, seeing how reactive the crowd was to Dark Sheik was very, very, very positive. Um, obviously, that, that pop collar match between AJ Gray and Billy Dixon was incredible. Um, I think I think you could have uh, a pretty strong argument about saying that AJ Gray had the best indie weekend. Uh, it was either him or uh, Myron Reed or Lee Moriarty, uh, I feel. Um I don't think that we can talk about you know representation without speaking on on MV Young and, and mm-hmm. his match with, with JD Drake. Not only not only has MV Young kind of uh, not normalized, but kind of like eased into the conversation of like it's cool to be you know it, it's cool to have a lifestyle that is not the same as others uh because of the the, the polyam cult and, and everything uh and cult you know he's he uses the word cult it's not like you know, it's <laughs> it's not that i'm saying it's a cult yeah uh, but uh uh i've known mv young for a while now we've had him on a couple of our shows uh, I, I think that mv young is one of the more uh interesting uh interesting characters uh and, and wrestlers that have come full circle in 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 the pandemic really use their platform in a way to attract more eyes not only to them but to the places that that they're working um and uh i think that also obviously i want to spot uh, you know i want to talk about edith surreal uh I think I think Edith is like one good breakout match away from being signed. Honestly, I think I think I think she's so good, and uh, I can't wait to get her out on the West Coast. <laughs> I honestly, I I want someone to bring her out to the West Coast again because, like, I oh, self man. yes, I I want to see her so bad live again. Um, and like Edith, one thing I've I I've, th- I've said this multiple times, I think on on this show or on Twitter. One thing about seeing Edith wrestle is like almost every time that you see her, there's something new in in her matches, whether like a new like twist on like a a roll up or a new submission or like a new like sequence. There's just something that she she always adds something new and distinct to to her matches. And it's just awesome to, to see the growth continue with her. She's had she's she's grown so much uh, over the past like year or two and it's a, it's just amazing to see her start to get noticed like even with being entered in the acid cup this year you know getting that recognition from gcw where where you haven't really seen that sort of thing happen so far um i'm and i also i envy young i adore envy young he's so great uh, but for me the the match that stood out the most from all from those shows specifically was the pop collar match um, it just that and Effie and Ace Perry's soul in a pole match were like statement matches. Like they were hard hitting. They were awesome to watch, especially if you're into some of the the more death match elements of, of pro wrestling. <laughs> but at the yeah, same, uh, but but at the same time, like they they superseded um anything in ring in a lot of ways and what they were trying to communicate to the people that are watching them and i think that's when pro wrestling is at its strongest whenever it's really trying to make a statement about something yeah agreed i you know effie's been so good for so long and we've you know we've had him out for a few shows we expected him to be out for for march before it was canceled last year um you know it's it's not it's not hey i'm uh it's not it's not a i'm a wrestler who happens to be gay it's i'm a gay wrestler and it is incredible that he's able to use his platform to speak out and and make you know and make it you know more more commonplace because wrestling unfortunately still has the stigma of being kind of a little bit rough around the edges and being 20 or 25 years behind the curve on a lot of things. So if we can kind of punch that through 
and kind of force people to, all right, you come along with us, whether you like it or not, like we're progressing. You have to progress with us or you're going to be left in the dust. I think that, I, I, I think that Effie is a, uh, uh, definitely on that Mount Rushmore of, of people that, that need to get their flowers while they're alive, uh, for the, for the, uh, you know, for the, the betterment of not only independent wrestling, but wrestling in general. No, I definitely agree with you on that. He's pushed so much of that conversation forward for, in a lot of ways. And also he's empowered a lot of people to join that conversation and make those pushes as well. You know, like so many people on the Big Gay Brunch are, you know, either finding their voice coming out of that or really pushing for working in other promotions coming out of that as well. Same can be said for a lot of the people that are working Butch versus Gore. You know, there, there are a lot of people that are not be becoming less afraid to really speak their mind and carve out pro, a piece of pro wrestling for the community and for themselves. Um, if it's not going to listen and, and really move as forward as fast as it should be. Um, speaking of, uh, of somebody getting their flowers though, one match I wanted to touch on before we move into like some of the other shows here was the, uh, the gray sweatpants battle Royal, because my God, if there was ever a way to send off Faye Jackson, uh, from pro wrestling as 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 bittersweet as it is the gray sweatpants battle royal was the way to do it it was just a spectacle it was pure uninhibited sexuality taking a, like and taking that out of the male gaze in a lot of ways like because so much of pro wrestling like sexuality and pro wrestling runs through the male gaze and taking right. that and shifting it in a way that you d never really see in pro wrestling was was amazing to watch yeah, the uh, you know the 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 ju the juxtaposition of like oh if this was you know if, if this was an all women's match and they were wearing you know skimpy clothes and then whatnot you know that has happened a hundred you know hundred and fifty times during the uh, during the Attitude Era and even into the Ruthless Aggression Era uh, not so much on the independence I don't think to be fair my knowledge of like general independence starts at like 2007 so uh, but I think you know obviously as a kid uh, when I was growing up like oh yeah this is cool like bomb panties I wasn't understanding just how bad that was like setting up everything uh, for the future right um, this is gray sweatpants battle royal not only was it what was it fun and good but it was also turning that on its head and I think that you could you you could take that match and give it to somebody uh, and, and, and show it to somebody who may not be like super into wrestling but they get like the theater aspect of it or like the performance aspect of it and I'm like this is no different than than like a really good TV show episode. Like this 20 minutes, 22 minutes, whatever it was, like was fun, entertaining, and it just happened to be wrestling, right? And uh, I, I think that, uh, you know, selfishly, uh, my, my, my guy Funny Bone was on the show. Yes. Uh, I love Funny Bone. I think that he's, uh, he, he's incredible. Um, Obviously, really cool to see Jazz uh, in in the gray sweatpants uh, battle royal. That was that was a lot of fun. Then uh, you got the you know the people that people don't like too much, like Ricky Shane Page. <laughs> <laughs> Although I will say it was nice to see him like sort of start. You you saw him the 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 moments of like okay, I'm getting into this. I'm gonna start this stanky leg, and then four four zero had to ring. The like rear its, its ugly head there. So <laughs> yeah, I, think, you know, I, I, I think that the uh, the sweatpants battle royal. I think that Faye, uh, you know, as 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 much as as much as she's hurting right now with with the injury and and everything, and saying that she's going to be stepping away, everybody has that itch. And the come come next year, I, I think that she might not not wrestle, but she's definitely. I, I feel that wrestling would lose such an uh, independent wrestling would would lose such an integral part of of itself if Faye just like stepped away completely yeah yeah I think and I think that's why it it, it hurts so much to to see her go at the moment but like you said like what's the joke about wrestling retirements right you know we'll yeah. see we'll see what happens even if it's just her coming back to keep doing this match like on a yearly basis like I would love this to become like an annual thing 
um, at least for for a little while, just because it's it was just raucous and fun uh, and completely different. It's like uh, it, it's like the uh, spring break clusterfucks that they used to have. Yes. Um, you know, uh, uh, you know. Obviously, this year wasn't the right year for it, but um, it it's just fun. And when when you boil down wrestling, it's supposed to be fun, right? If you're not having fun, you should you should stop. Uh, and uh, just having it be fun makes you you can have a great match but if the crowd's not having fun like that takes away from it right but on the flip side you could have a a, a bad match but if the crowd is loving it it doesn't matter because they're the ones that they're the ones that matter yeah you know know, everything else doesn't matter as long as they're having a smile on their face or tweeting good things or whatever like that's a positive no definitely that i mean that's the lifeblood right of, yeah, of the industry yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no well uh moving moving past uh those events like what what shows stood out to you personally um from the week so uh full disclaimer i did uh i did help out tony deppen with beer house oh nice after the show that we do not talk about anymore got canceled uh for good reason obviously um uh tony was trying to figure out how to get things get people from places that needed to be there because the show cannot you know is no longer helping them and he wasn't in a position to just take over the entire the entire show right uh, so we we did help him a little bit uh in in some uh you know not quite sponsorship but sponsorship level um, but i think that beer house um, from top to bottom was very good uh i'm a big fan of all, everything icw does whether it be pit fighter or um their nhb shows uh, it does suck that they weren't able to do the outdoor show at the pawn shop uh but they had to bring it back into the uh bring it back into the uh 808 brewery that they were at um <clears throat> I think that uh, that not only did GCW uh, the spring or sorry RRS spring break uh, do really well, it had a, really, a couple of really 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 solid matches. Um, but I think above and beyond uh, the show that blew me away was for the culture. Mm, really, I think, for, I think that for the culture was was so good and AJ Gray. Uh, did an incredible job with it. Was there anything specific to Fold a Culture that, that made it stand out to you, personally? Uh, let's see here. <clears throat> I think I, I, I'm going to have to go back to the events real quick, because li- like you said, there was <laughs> I think I watched 50 hours of wrestling in about three days. Yeah. Uh, let me let me just bring it up real quick. Um, no worries. Well, while you do that, I can. I I love for the culture also, and I think the matches that really stood out to me were, of course, like Leo Rush, Lee Moriarty was outstanding. It's always fun to see Two Cold Scorpio, and I really liked the uh, the opening scramble where you had AC Mac, D Rogue. I Mysterious Q is one of those guys that is just ripe for a breakout, in my opinion. Like coming out of Texas, I, I really enjoy watching him. And I was, that was introducing me to Alphazo as well. Alphazo and Troy Hollywood are two guys that I had not really been on my radar. And and that's one thing I really like about scramble matches is putting people on my radar. Oh yeah, and uh, funnily enough, like we did these like weird scramble matches a few times uh, at the beginning of our shows in 2019, and uh, some of those people like became like feature people on our shows now uh that's like that's like a good thing of scramble matches is a you tempt the crowd on hey do you like this guy or this this woman or do you not like them and then if they react or if they sell a lot of merch you're like oh okay well we'll bring it back in um i I've known about D-Rogue for, for a while because uh, he's from Vegas and a lot of the talent that we use are is from Vegas. Uh, that six-man scramble was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm a big fan of Mysterious Q. Uh, I didn't really know him coming into uh, coming into the shows this week, uh, but uh, the other one is Robert Martyr. Very yes. Uh, shockingly good. Um, and he's, he's fairly young, too. Uh, I love Willow Nightingale. I think that she's a great, 
I think that she's a, a, a great wrestler and has, like, I think she has, like, charisma off the charts because just the way that just the way that she presents herself it's it's really it's really fun i think that the the top match from for me from gcw was either aj gray versus jtg uh or um i gotta give it to lee moriarty and leo rush uh lee moriarty one of the other ones that that had a a breakout week uh obviously coming in with the the iwtv champion uh ship that that he that he has now um i think that you know it's you don't there's some people that like don't need titles or you know the title is just like a gimmick right uh i think that on the independent scene titles matter a lot more than than on like the big shows uh because it means that hey this company is putting enough faith in somebody that they're going to be a good representative uh, representative of their brand right mm-hmm. Lee Moriarty is definitely that that match was incredible um and then obviously like seeing a 55 year old too cold too cold Scorpio tear it up like he's 30 is just wild the fact that he can still hit a lot of those those like top rope moves at his age and as how as long as he's been doing it it's just and, like it's incredible and popping up like it was nothing oh. it, it's insane he's uh he's shockingly still pretty good uh and uh you know it, it's it, it, it's one of those Ricky Morton things right uh you know a couple of years ago, Ricky Morton showed up at, at spring break and, and, and popped up with a uh, Canadian destroyer and everybody <laughs> lost their minds. Right now you're seeing some of these guys that haven't been in the spotlight for, you know, 15 or 20 years, they come back and now, you know, not only are they, you know, they're, they're good workers or, 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 or good talent in the ring, but also they're hitting that nostalgia bomb for, for a couple of people. And they're saying, hey, just because I can't do A, B, and C doesn't mean I can't do D, E, and F, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you there. And uh, another match from that show uh, that stood out to me a lot was the the 4-way with uh, Myron Reed, Frontman Ja, um, uh, Andy Brown, and oh, the fourth one is escaping me at the moment. Reed. I thought I said Tankman, sorry. Tank. Yes, Tankman. How could I forget Calvin Tankman? <laughs> My God. Uh, no, but that like that match was just incredible. Like I've been a huge proponent of frontman Jossie for for a while now. Ever since I was introduced to him at Black Wrestlers Matter last year, and I was stoked to see him get as many spots as he did um, this week. Like he's the guy that I think is right for a breakout as well. Yeah, it, it, it was also really, really cool to see the uh, the Impact Knockouts uh, champions yes. out, out on the show, that that Fire and Flava, Kira Hogan and, and, and Tasha Steeles. Um, I've, uh, I've known of Kira Hogan for a while now. Uh, a, being on Impact helps for sure. Um, and uh, being able to, like, actually sit down and, and watch, like, a full tag team match with, with them um, – I think that you know, once again, it's it's the charisma, it's it's the it's the presence, it's how they carry themselves. Uh, I think a throw the culture top top to bottom was just a, just a stellar show. No, I completely agree. All right, Yens, thank you so much for tuning into LGBT in the Ring. Uh, we'll get right back into the thick of things, but I do want to take a pause real quick and say thank you to some amazing people that make this show as rad as it is. Starting off with Daniel Quasar, the Progress Pride Flag designed by Daniel Quasar is a product of Progress Initiative. You can find out more at quasar.digital. A big thank you to Sarah in the Safe Word for the show's theme song, Formula 666, off the album Red Hot and Holy. You can find them on Twitter at STSW Band, and you can check out their music on both Spotify and Bandcamp at sarahinthesafeword.bandcamp.com. Um, check out independentwrestling.tv for the best in current and classic independent pro wrestling, including live events from top independent promotions worldwide. Uh, you can use our promo code LGBTRingPod or visit tinyurl.com slash IWTVLGBT and get a five-day free trial and peruse their entire library uh, over there at independentwrestling.tv. Once again, promo code LGBTRingPod or go to tinyurl.com slash IWTVLGBT 
and get five days free to check out that service. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at LGBT RingPod. You can follow me on Twitter at WonderboyOTM. And if you're into video games, definitely check out my video game news show, the Mr. Video Game Super Show. I co-host that with uh, Twitch streamers Slacker Kite and Lady Merwin every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific over on twitch.tv slash deadsunentertainment. Uh, it's your weekly roundup of gaming news, uh, and it's always a blast. So once again, check that out every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific over at twitch.tv slash deadsunentertainment. Sun like the star. We'll be right back with more LGBT in the ring. I think for me, the show that that stood out the most beyond some of these like more like the more the ones that we're like covering in earnest here um, was uh, action and sups. Uh, have fun, be sad. Have fun, be sad. Yeah. Have fun, be sad. It was just top to bottom, like just bangers left and right. O'Shea Edwards and John Davis just. Just slapping meat. Um, yeah, my, big meaty men slapping meat. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like the, the Haas fight, if there ever was one, um, it was outstanding. Myron Reed and AC Mack just tore it up. I that match was. I I need to go back and watch that match again. Just it was just that good. Eric Royal. I think that since AC Mack held that action championship for as long as he did, it was always kind of a, a question as to what would happen once the belt was taking off of him. And I think Eric Royal is a perfect second champion down there. Like he is, he's an outstanding in-ring um, wrestler, um, has charisma off the charts and him and Daniel uh, Makabe just, you know, a, a Northwest favorite, Daniel Makabe, uh, <laughs> just you know, just left it all out there. It was an outstanding match there too. The fact, the, the fact that that match went uh, the second longest on the card, uh, him and uh, uh, Dan and, uh, and and Eric Royal, that like, I think Dan could have a good match with anybody and yeah. we use him all the time. Uh, he's such a good, such a good wrestler. Has a really good in-ring uh, acumen, obviously. He, you know, he's, he's wrestled everybody from Timothy Thatcher to Negro Navarro to, you know, everybody under the sun, right? Um, O'Shea Edwards and, and John Davis had, had, a, a, had a big, big, just, just, just disgusting, filthy fight. Just, you know, whatever. Uh, and then it was really cool to see Finn Juice on a on, on the yeah. show. Uh, I love Violence is Forever. I think that Kevin Koo and Dominic Garini, um, <clears throat> one of the better indie tag teams out there uh, right now. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's really cool to see them get um, a main spot on a card. But the match before it was uh, that unsanctioned match between Nolan Edward and Angelus Lane. Uh, what a what a drag down knockout fight, right? That that was just it was it was good to have something that breaks up the really good wrestling. Like it was a good wrestling match, right? But it was violent. Yeah. So having something like that to to, to kind of take away from from you know just the not just the plain wrestling but you know wrestling 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 violence wrestling wrestling right? Yeah. No, like I that that match honestly to me is like a star making performance for Angelus Lane in 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 many ways, and I'm excited to see what what comes out uh, from that match for her like knowing like her story like coming back from from injury last year coming back from that broken neck last year and to see her like find her footing so well is just amazing to see and that that match was just violence incarnate and and I loved it yeah um also real quick before we move off of that one I have to also shout out you know we talked about AJ Gray earlier AJ Gray JD Drake yeah. um just another just knock the shit out of one just another. Gross, <laughs> you know, it's a you know, it's a it's it's an eight minute match, and they just just go for it. And uh, AJ Gray had like you know 130 matches over five days, so it, it's wild. Uh, you know, and you know, Andy showed up at at the last week or the last show of, of the week, which was uh, Shallow Graves that that uh, that Northeast Underground show because uh, yeah. They, uh, you know, it was a, it was a surprise basically. Uh, but man, uh, Andy Gray, 
shockingly good. Still, still underrated. Um, I think this. I think this last week really showed just how good he is and how good he can be in different in different um, in different arenas. Like like he can have a great death match and then he can have a really good you know regular match if you want to call it that way you know not all deathmatch wrestlers are you know just deathmatch guys right it's it's you know it 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 takes you have to be a good wrestler to determine if if and how hard you want to go in in, in a deathmatch so uh aj girl really kind of showed that that this uh this weekend yeah uh, for sure and speaking of deathmatch stuff i do want to talk to you a little bit about some of the deathmatch shows because um like i thoroughly love the death the deathmatch style and there was a lot of awesome deathmatch shows on on this we obviously talked about icw uh no holds barred um i really like the the satu jen and uh ruben steel match on that show I mean, it was probably the bloodiest match of like everything on the iwtv's cards but uh it was just outstanding um and then everything no peace like no peace had like what three shows they had uh they had uh, fatalism on Wednesday. Yeah. They had uh, murder mania on Thursday, and then they they closed out the weekend on Saturday with uh, shallow graves. Yeah, and it's just like every single one of those shows just had multiple matches that that stood out drastically. Like the fact that, and not just this this might be just a little nostalgic for me. The fact that we had Casanova Valentine against Madman Pondo, like that was just I. I never thought I would see Madman Pondo again, <laughs> personally. Shout out to Madman Pondo. He's currently in the hospital. Mm. Uh, he had uh, punctured his lung. Oh no! Uh, and he was, uh, you know, so he's so he's in the hospital. So uh, one love to the big guy. He's uh, uh, Pondo. I've been going back and watching like uh, like old I- IWA stuff and uh, I- IWA Mid South and uh, all of these like random like deathmatch tournaments from you know 10, 15 years ago and uh, five five to fifteen years ago and uh, Madman is is always on there always fun you know uh, you kind of know what you're getting with a Madman Pondo match but it's it's always good and it's always fun and it's always bloody and violent so no for uh, sure. But you, you, you did you did say uh, you did bring up Satu Jin and Ruben Steele. I tweeted the other day, I think it was yesterday, that uh, I think that Ruben Steele has jumped into the deathmatch pool harder and faster than anyone and has picked it up as as quick as anybody. He is a maniac. I love him. He's so good. And, and, and Satu Jin, like, I think that, that he has such a big upside in deathmatch wrestling. Uh, just because he's he he looks when he gets all bloody and, and and everything he looks like he's gonna murder somebody it's it's amazing no not to mention that like the just the look in general has a very abdullah vibe to it as well yeah. and it just kind of feeds into yeah. that too yeah. so i mean it's just outstanding um but from the no piece shows like obviously like valentine pondo was great I also really liked the uh, the six man that we saw with uh, on um, uh, Murder Mania with uh, the end and Orin Vite against uh, the Rejects and Colby Carino. That one, like John Wayne Murdoch, like obviously he's like you know award winning at this point. I think he won like Wrestle of the Year for MyWTV um, last year, and he's he's you know a deathmatch icon at this point, but. There was this, I don't know, it was just a knockdown drag out fight with them. And I will, I'm always here for Pero in a no piece show. Like Pero has an ability to, um, he just doesn't, it's almost like he, he, he's ripe for it because he just, he has the power to do amazing things in these shows. And he also does not mind putting his body on the line for it. You know, I saw him like tweet out pictures of his back after Shallow Graves, like just covered in blood, talking about pulling the glass out of it. And it's just like, that's just, uh, it's it's just, uh, it's, it's otherworldly. <laughs> I, wanna, um, I want a quick shout out to, uh, to Lucky13. Yes. One of the most underrated independent wrestlers on the planet. And he's been so good for so long. And he's like on the top of my list to get out this way. Um, Everywhere he showed up this week uh, was was uh, was great. Um, 
the uh, Jamie Senegal and Ace Austin match from from Murder uh, from Murder Mania was was very very good. Uh, Ace Austin has like a really cool look to him, um, mm-hmm. you know, trying to go a little bit for that like Gambit vibe a little <laughs> bit. I think um, Odin's in the barrel, obviously. Uh, I don't I don't know if it was this match. I don't remember if it was this match or another match of the weekend because they had so many. Um, there was a spot where uh, somebody gets thrown into Odinson, and you can see the guy's heel go directly in, into his crotch. Oh, God, yes. I saw it, I'm like, oh, he's poor, poor Genibus. <laughs> I felt so bad because, like, it looked rough. Yes. <laughs> So like I winced and I'm like, ah, God, how dare they? <laughs> uh, obviously, you know, a mistake or not a mistake, but you know, it's yeah. wrestling. It's not ballet, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm glad to see that JJ Garrett uh, was able to uh, continue after the first day of, of matches. I know that he had some uh, some some intestinal problems uh, from uh, puking in the ring or puking outside of the ring uh, due to the heat. Um, I am glad that that seems to be the only, like, the only heat-related problem. Um, uh, glad to see that Levi Everett is okay. Uh, yes. He got, knocked, he got knocked out in one of the first matches of the weekend, but uh, uh, his his, represent, his representative, well, representative on Twitter uh, has said that he's okay. Um, but uh, I, I think in terms of, like, death matches, obviously you're looking at GCW, who really went from like a deathmatch only company to doing far far and away a lot more variety which is fine you need to have variety to reach other portions of the uh, of, of, of fandoms then you have ICW and their their no holds barred their their deathmatch drive-in shows over the summer last year were uh, very good uh, you know you got to see the 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 meteoric rises of like Akira, who was supposed to be on all these shows this this year, but uh, you know was was counted out with COVID. Um, and then no piece. Whenever they do their their ring shows, it's always jarring, right? Um, it's it's always weird to see them in a ring because you don't expect it. Um, I think that no piece had had a great weekend. I think as a as a personal uh as like a personal thing i love seeing john wayne murdoch win the win the new deathmatch or like north american deathmatch title uh mm. against was it orin Vite or was it um oh damn it eric ryan eric ryan oh yes uh, uh, him, him winning that that american deathmatch title against eric ryan was uh, was was a lot of fun um and i mean it's it's cool to see all these guys just do what they do. Now, what I want to see next year is I want to see more women in death matches. Mm. I want to, as long as everybody is, is, is uh, you know, it's, I don't want it to just be an all boys club. I, I, I want, I want diversity. And you saw a little bit with the, the Nolan Edward and uh, Angelus, Angelus Lane unsanctioned match. It's a hardcore match, but it was a, it was violent. But, uh, you know, I, I think that uh, if, if, if you give the ball to a couple of these, uh, you know, to, to a couple of women on a show and be like, Hey, go go tear it up i think they're gonna i think they're gonna show out so i think that's I, I think that should be a thing that these companies look at for the next six to eight months leading into next wrestlemania weekend which we are hoping to be down there for um but uh yeah i think uh i i think that i want to see a little bit more more uh, more gender diversity in in uh, in, in in the deathmatch world yeah, and and that's one reason why I gravitate so far to to no peace is because like they are definitely not afraid to like mix that up. You know, obviously you've had Alley Cat down there multiple times. Jamie Senegal is a staple. Sue Young is a staple yep, down there, and then even like breaking out to like other communities. Devon Monroe and Keita Murray had one of the more entertaining no peace matches of like the of the fall winter of last year down there. Like I really enjoyed their match. So. Yeah, and- and 
no, and no piece does it really, really well. And uh, I was more gearing. I, I, I was definitely gearing more, more towards say GCW. Yes. And and uh, and uh, ICW. As much as I love those companies, I think that that in, in, in the deathmatch realm, you know, we, we could have a little bit more uh, representation. Obviously, um, especially since so many people were already down there that weekend. I get it. If you're running a one-off show in you know in a in, in a space that doesn't have a lot of uh, women's wrestlers or, or non-binary wrestlers. Um, you know, I get that. I understand. But when you already have so many, so much talent out there, like you could book, you could book a couple more, you know, uh, you know, a couple more re- re- representa- uh, representative matches, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, and speaking of GCW, I think we can't talk about Deathmatch without talking about the main event of our spring break. I mean, it's, it's been what, what feels like years in the making, but really more close to like a year and a half, I guess, at this point. Nick Gage, Ricky Shane Page finally colliding in a just a bloody brawl down there for the GCW championship. I think the match like lived up to the build and, and the, the length of it and the hype that went into it. And it was a perfect way to, to kind of close out that show to me personally. Uh, so obviously I think that, that everybody is aware that like Nick Gage is the God of the shit. Uh, <laughs> and everything, M- MDK all day. Uh, I mean, him and, him and Ricky Shane Page had a great, a great death match. Um, I saw I saw a little bit of like scuttlebutt about oh I wish that there wasn't so much like interference and everything. I'm like it's a death match. You're gonna and it's like it's the story of hey Nick Gage conquered 44-0, right? That's that's the story that they built. So him doing that means that you know, that, that means that he conquered 44-0. That's the story. So I was fine with the, uh, the quote-unquote overbooking, which is not overbooking. Um, I think, uh, you know, I think that it's, it, it, it's a lot of fun to have someone like Moxley come out afterwards mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and start, start that, oh, shit, like, what's going to happen? Uh, Obviously, you know, with uh, with the AEW, I don't want to say club, but the AEW uh, less than stellar outcome of that exploding ring death match uh, that people were were not very happy with. Um, I think that Moxley definitely feels maybe he needs to show up in in a in a bigger way. Um, maybe I don't know. Uh, it's it's that's definitely what it feels like. Is like. Okay, this thing didn't go off as well as I wanted it to, so I want to go and be ultra violent one more time before you know before the kid comes out and and uh, you know be becoming more of like a I don't know if he's gonna like lower his his uh, status as as a deathmatch or ultra violent guy after the kid, but uh, that's typically what happens. People start to take care of themselves a little bit more, yeah, when, uh, when they have a baby. So. Um, so yeah, I think that match was was good, and I think uh, I I think that especially after the year and a half that that we've had, um, Nick Gage coming out obviously to to uh, for whom the bell tolls. I mean, it's iconic at the at this point. The one thing that I do wish uh, is once things you know are a little bit safer, seeing a Nick Gage entrance with everybody like being. Oh allowed to do what they're supposed to do is is going to be something wild uh gcw really knocked it out of the park with uh with our spring break um and, and most of their shows this weekend um you know atticus kogar and masada was was very good mm. um i really like uh jordan oliver had like a really good weekend uh, oh yeah you know, winning the acid cup uh, his match against Leo Rush was good. Um, Iron Beast, I love Shane Mercer. I think he's 90s incarnate, and it's I'm here <laughs> for it. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, I, someone that wasn't seen so much over the weekend was Saeed Al-Sabah, uh, known a lot in, like, fest wrestling down in Florida. Uh, I, I, I want him everywhere and, and, and at all 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 shows so good on you gcw for for putting on a on a hell of a show and a hell of a death match um i want to see more 
more, uh, I want to see more Saeed Al-Sabah. I want to see more Billy Starks. I want to see more Shane Mercer, uh, Aramis, Erez. Uh, oh. That six-man tag match was uh, insane. Yes, just wild. So good. So, yeah, that, that match was, that was Man, just <laughs> looking back over all of the uh, all of the matches because I have cage matchup, and I'm like, oh yeah, that was that was a banger. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and it's like it's like you, it's like there's at least like two or three that's always gonna like escape your mind without going back and looking back, and, like, and you're reminded immediately of how great some of that stuff was. I'm I'm with you, like uh, Saif Al Sabah is is amazing, and I'm so glad that he's popping up in Battle Club Pro. He's in their franchise championship tournament that's coming yeah. up. That's gonna be great. Another guy that I really enjoyed seeing again, and I don't I don't feel like I see enough of him is Treehouse Lee. Um, yeah. yeah, Treehouse was great. That match with JJ Garrett was really good. Um, and then another like a just a, a fun moment from our stream break Virgil uh, during Effie and Gregory Irons <laughs> match um, like I don't know there's just something about Virgil in a in a wrestling as gay shirt that just uh, makes me happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, you know it's it's definitely there for for a nostalgia pop. I'm glad that he got his fuck money. Uh, <laughs> his 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 uh, his Olive Garden love knows no bounds. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know it's it's a good nostalgia pop. Um, sometimes when you bring in people that aren't used to working in a crowd much anymore, like a Virgil or, or whatnot, even though they did it 30 years ago or 25 years ago or, or, or whatever, people still kind of get that like antsy or like they do the happy feet where they don't really know where like where they're supposed to be going or whatnot. Um, I think it was you know played off well. I think Effie and, and, and Greg uh, Iron had had a fun match. Uh, obviously, anytime that Effie's in the ring, it's it's a it, it, it's a spectacle. I love I love Effie. I'm a big big fan. So uh, obviously, um, and uh, yeah, man, just going through all of these matches, I feel like really bad like uh, object permanence. Mm. wrestling uh, even shows that that we've produced i'll be like i have to go to cage match and see which matches that we've done <laughs> especially when booking shows i'm like oh we'll do this match and then one of my one of my business partners were like oh we, we do that in, in february i'm like fudge okay well <laughs> let's do this <laughs> so um it's not like like these it's not that these matches haven't like done like a, a lasting impression it's just i watched so much wrestling this weekend that afterwards i'm like oh i don't need any of this information i know like the two <laughs> or three like big things but also ending the show or ending the week of wrestling with the two wrestlemania shows mm. it kind of you know, it, it's kind of booting all of that independent stuff out, and you're like, oh well, Bianca Belair was like incredible. You know, the 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 Wyatt or the the fiend RKO match was was fun. You know, Cesaro and um... oh god, Seth Rollins. See, yeah, it's it happens. It happens. <laughs> <laughs> like, all of that is is, is like it, it's like a it's like a hard drive, right? You gotta you gotta you gotta you gotta get rid of some of the registry there and maybe i just need to be a little bit better about about remembering things but that's why things like cage match exists exactly i have, I have the world's information at the at the drop of my thumb so <laughs> i don't need to remember anything okay <laughs> <laughs> oh man no you're completely right though is that it's great to have resources now like, like like we do it's 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 amazing I, I, I don't have to be smart i just need to know how to google exactly <laughs> <laughs> well as we as we wind down here a little bit um i i, I wanted to, like maybe each of us can maybe highlight one other person that, that we thought had a really good weekend um and for me personally daniel garcia really jumped on my radar this week um, obviously he's been like killing it in in limitless and in the northeast for a while now um but his match with Kevin Koo on the the family reunion show on IWTV was uh, just an out, a clinic. It was just a clinic. And then on Beer House, him and Charles Mason, another guy who I think people may, maybe not maybe not slept on, but isn't a name that comes up a lot in conversation, but should be. Um, those two had an outstanding match there at, at Beer House as well. And of course, 
I think Garcia is one of the guys that stole the show at the Gray Sweatpants Battle Royal too, showing all multiple sides of him, of himself there. So, um, was there anyone that that stood out for you that you wanted to highlight before we uh, before we get out of here? I want to say that uh, that that Orin Veidt has such a good look and such a good demeanor in the ring. He didn't wrestle everywhere, but he had he had good matches like left and right. Um, his, his match were, uh, with uh, Bobby Be- Bobby uh, Bobby Beverly was was fun on uh, on Farewell to the Pawn Shop NHB twelve. Um, I, I just think that a lot of those NHB guys or the 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 ICW guys they, they don't get as much love as they deserve because they're deathmatch guys, which mm-hmm. is horseshit, right? Tony Deppin's on all these shows. He's one of the best independent wrestlers on the planet, uh, bar none. Like. That it's not even it's not even a joke. Um, we touched on it earlier, but because of Tony Deppen, a lot of people got shows or got 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 a, uh, got an ability to be on a show. So thank you to Tony Deppen. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that he gets enough love for for just what he did, um, and also wrestling. You know, I I know that he had his uh, he he had like a weird neck not injury, but like neck soreness that he's like, ah, I'm going to, I'm going to step out of the rest of the shows. But I, I, I think that, uh, you know, Tony Deppen um, and, uh, and uh, most of those, most of those ICW guys, they just don't get enough love uh, in, in the general population of, of independent wrestling. I think mostly because, Oh, well, you can't run the ropes in the ICW ring, which is true, but it kind of, it kind of. When I was training, one of the big training like uh, uh, drills that we did was we learned how to work without a ring, mm-hmm. or without a, without a, without ropes. Like you cannot touch the ropes or the turnbuckles. So I think, I think it's kind of it kind of lends itself to that. But uh, yeah, Tony Deppen and, and all and all those ICW guys are are uh, you know are good are are are, uh, are a lot of fun to watch in the ring. Yeah, and I, I I honestly almost forgot that Danny Garcia was in the Pit Fighter tournament too, mm-hmm. like like another side of him there. So yeah. like the yeah the ICW surprised me. Yeah. yeah, he's very good. Yeah, him got him and Brett Isom. I I I want I want that run back in like the actual Pit Fighter setting. Like give me like the the, the round. Pit. Yeah, the actual pit. Like I I want it. I want it so bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I either want the uh, the cage or the or the actual like. MMA pit that yeah. will be a lot of fun definitely definitely well Max thank you so much for taking the time to to chat with me a little bit about everything that happened this week let everybody know where they can find you online hey I appreciate it uh my name is Max Wrestling WA and that WA stands for Washington I am an independent wrestling promoter person professional out here in the beautiful Pacific Northwest Washington State you can find me everywhere at Max Wrestling WA uh it's Twitch Instagram uh Twitter etc um but more importantly follow Without a Cause Without a Cause is an independent wrestling company out here in Washington Everett uh built on the backs of myself, uh, Chris Ross, and Dave Turner out here. And uh, we're gearing to come back when it's safe. And uh, you can watch all of our stuff on IWTV or YouTube. Um, just search Without a Cause WA. Remember, branding WA. <laughs> there you go. Thank you, Max. Yeah, thank you. My thanks once again to Max for for coming on the show and chatting all about you know pro wrestling death matches and everything in between with me, uh, especially on on short notice. Uh, make sure to check him out on social media. Check out his Twitch streams. I know he's working his way through Diablo a bit right now, uh, which is always a fun thing. And you know I think I might have seen him pop up playing some Apex Legends. If that's the case, uh, uh, holler at your boy or your doy rather. I'm sorry, I still am getting used to even like correctly gendering myself sometimes. I whew. Changes are a thing. Regardless. Um I play a lot of Apex, so maybe we can get something going there. Either way, my thanks big time to Max for coming on, and my thanks to all of you for tuning in. Make sure you check out the other three shows that we have up. Big Gay Brunch with Pollo Del Mar. We got WrestleMania 37 Night 1 with Darnell Mitchell. WrestleMania 37 Night 2 with Patches Chance. And of course, next week we're talking for the culture, real hot girl shit. And we have Leo London coming on the show as well uh, for a another of our stellar interviews that we do here. Um, but for now, I'm going to close up shop, 
here. I normally say until next week, but it's not until next week. It's until the next episode that you listen to, which is available right now for you to go check out. Go check out the other ones. Uh, We'll be here whenever you come back. Um, But until then, y'all stay messy. Wash your hands. Wear your mask. And fuck Teddy Hart. Bye. She made a deal with the demon so a lover could live Where the moon is high and the devil is chopping stick It's the formula 666